And now, proper propaganda. If you're just tuning in to Civic Cypher, I'm your host, Ramses Ja. I am today and probably through the weekend going to be referred to as Key Ward. Weekend. <laughs> uh, be sure to stick around. We got a, a letter from a listener that we're going to get to, and we have um, our Way Black History fact. But first, some notes from Dr. Westenberg. So no, go ahead. On the heels of what you uh, have just said, okay. uh, the Equal Rights Amendment mm-hmm. means that first you have to recognize that you have uh, the Supreme Court, the people who are there for life. Okay. Number one, they are there for life unless they resign or die. And you see the type of decisions that they are making. The only way that you're going to get what you want is to get in the game and vote. You're going to have to vote the people in your local government and in your national government who will, just saying, just saying, who will advocate for you for those rights. And unless you do that, I don't know that we'll see a change. You got to get in the mix. That's all I got to say. That's all right. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, it's time for us to uh, move on to becoming a better ally, Baba. Um, So we're going to give a quick shout out to one individual, um, Jody Sweeten, a.k.a. Stephanie Tanner. Um, Don't know if you saw the uh, video on TMZ or really everywhere now. Um, or if you're a fan of Full House and you know that name, but she's an actress that we all grew up with. Um, she played on a show called Full House again, and uh, she was out protesting. She had been got pushed over by the police, and you know people are like, "Man, I didn't realize that she was out there getting busy." But she was suited and booted and making it happen, and actually, you know, experiencing it. So um, that's our example of becoming a better ally for this week. Of course, she lives uh, a privileged life relative to most people and she's still out there making it happen another thing i want to run by you is um a game plan to vote um i'm pulling this from the uh political action committee from the naacp in maricopa county but something to keep in mind in your own state is to check your voting status there's a website where you can do that check that status vote in your primary elections and vote in your general elections. That is what we need to do. Now, up and down the ballot. That means Mm -hmm. if you vote Democrat, make sure you vote all the way down Democrat. Now, um, we have to discuss now a letter from a listener. So, Q (laughs) had a strong reaction when we first got this letter. Um, or when he when he when he first read my response to the letter, so let's talk let's talk about that a little bit. Well, my my the strength of my response was well the strength of my reaction was more to the letter than your response. I was more blown away by your response because it was the necessary response. It was what I think all of us wish we would have said. Mm-hmm. Um, how all of us 
all of us wish we would react when faced with those type of, um, I won't even call it pushback. I think the person was being authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he was being insightful, but it came from a place that sometimes catches me a bit off guard because the really strange thing about our show is if you've listened to more than one episode, you realize that I pick fun at Ramses for being hopelessly and optimistically naive. Mm. Uh, He has a point of view that really sees us reaching this utopia, sees us reaching this place where we are all seen as equal and we are all treated as equal. And I think that that's a bit unrealistic just because of the thousands of years of evidence that I have. I'm, I'm strange that way. Um, and in cases where people, because I got a DM the other day that I didn't share with my colleagues here at the show, a you know, decade-long friend of mine pushing back on me being upset about you know, what just transpired in our Supreme Court. And this person dove in the same way that most DMs that I get when it comes to me being outspoken about politics, they kind of all start the same way. Well, Trump, like they start right off with their defense of Donald Trump in particular. Mm. And I've often argued that I don't think these people are defending him. I think they're defending themselves. Mm. I think it's something that they see, something of themselves that they see in him and in that party that they feel like, well, I'm a decent person. So they must be. And I think that that's what they're defending because he's kind of indefensible. Like, I don't understand how you've been paying attention for five minutes and could reach out to me specifically in defense of Donald Trump on any topic. So anytime somebody does it, I almost stop listening. Yeah. And in the same way, if this wasn't from you, I wouldn't have finished reading this letter. As soon as you give me some statistics about how much better life was for black people under Donald Trump, I don't even want to hear or read what you're talking about anymore. Sure. So I'm so glad that you received this letter and not me because it wouldn't have gotten not just the response it deserved because he deserved a well thought out, thoughtful, empathetic response. But so did we. So did people who are on the same side of it as you. Right. Because it could be a bit of an echo chamber if I respond Mm. angry and upset. And what are you talking about? And dismissive. Yeah. I think the way that you received it, sat with it, thought about it and responded to it was something that no matter what side of the discussion or the argument you're on, that you could benefit from it. So this is a strange thing that happens now in our lives. Um, Again, we are. DJs, (laughs) DJs, <laughs> we come from hip hop, radio. That's where we come from, you know. And prior to that, we worked in entertainment spaces doing. And I know you were the tour manager for Earthquake for many years. I know you worked with Reebok, a lot of athletes, you know that sort of stuff. And you know, uh, this is just kind of who we've been. And now we have to be responsible for every word that we say. Um, and that's okay. Because somebody has to say it, and we are here. So the universe or God or whatever it is that you believe in, not even what we believe in, whatever you believe in, has kind of ordered our steps, and here we are. And it does get frustrating. 
it, it is difficult and it is challenging because we have to kind of walk and tiptoe around certain issues. But in this, in doing it this way, I believe that we show the most kindness. Um, and I think that we have to be examples of what we're hoping for other people to be, right? Um, it's a strategy. It's, it sounds, I get how I, I know how I sound. I sound like a crazy person, but it's- I just wish we had evidence that it worked. Sure, but- Because <laughs> we have none. But doing the opposite, I can't conceive of that working ever. You know what I mean? So- Well, the thing is, we don't have much evidence of us ever doing the opposite. Right. But I'm just saying, I can't see it. You know, right? The it, version of us that hits the streets and seeks our revenge, we've never done it. Yeah, I know people right. f- fear that we will someday. Fair when we say overcome, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We just want to live. Right. That's it. Simple. We have not sought revenge for the way this country Fair. has treated us Fair for point. our entire existence. Fair point. Fair point. Just Fair let point. us exist. That's it. Well, so we do get, um, res- you know, responses from folks. And usually it's just on social media. It's like, hey, great show today, guys. Or, hey, you know, you guys said the statistic and that didn't really sound right. So, you know, here's what I got and these sorts of things. But we've gotten worse than that. Yeah, we have. But, you know, usually it's kind of in that arena. What we got this past week was a, a much more substantial response. And I want to share it with you now. Again, this comes from Philip. We won't share his last name because we want to make sure that he stays private. But, um, but yeah, so Ramses, I heard your show advertised while listening to Clay and Buck. I listen to at least one episode a week. While you have a great radio voice, I appreciate that. I am finding it harder to stay a listener as most of what I hear is Trump bashing and the like. For instance, black unemployment was very low under President Trump. I can tell you know this, but you don't share it with when the sorry, but you don't share it when the data applies to your conversation. I can also hear it in your voice that you know what a real insurrection is versus a riot. And again, misleading your audience. I don't understand the need to hide or slant the truth. I don't know your Phoenix work, only what I hear on BIN. Uh, for those who don't know, BIN stands for Black Information Network. This is where my daily podcast lies, and you're more than welcome to check that out. I stand by every word over there as well. To me, it is Black people like you who can share with others the achievements you have had that, while not perfect and far better than other places, this country has allowed you to work hard and get to the point where you are, including national listenership. And- including national listenership, and even when you have had a good idea that others don't see, you still persevere forward. I will never know what it is like to live in your shoes. That's, that's empathy. That's the beginnings of empathy. This is why he deserved a, resp- a good response. He gave us very minimum that, but go for it. And listen, I, I, I call this man my brother, and I stand by that, okay? I will never know what it's like to live in your shoes. That's, that's accounting for the fact that there's a gap. You know, I don't see it from your perspective, but I realize that I can't see it from your perspective. Gotta keep reading it, though. Sure. (laughs) I don't, I would never know what it's like to live in your shoes as I am just a nobody. I don't think that's true. I think you're somebody. I don't think that's true either. You're definitely somebody. Yeah. As I'm just a nobody. And you are a radio and TV guy who has had a decent amount of success. You could write a book, Success While Being Black. Thank you. Maybe I will write that book one day. Anyway, back to your BIN show. I have decided to stop listening to the weekly recap. I can't take the negativity. I will, for now, listen 
to some of your other daily shows. While a weekly Black conservative guest on your BIN show would be a welcome addition and would give your audience a wider spectrum to think about, you ultimately have to decide what is better, what is best for drawing people like me in and converting them from once a week listener to daily listener. This wasn't supposed to be this long. Thanks for listening, Philip. Now, I, let me say this. Let me say this. This is important. Yeah, I, I, I got it in my inbox, you know, so I was the person that got it. And I, 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 one of the things, Philip and everyone else listening, one of the things that I've had to live through to learn is that there is a responsibility that comes with this. Before doing this show, I would just say what I would say. That would be the end of it. I'm the supreme ruler and commander in my life. And of course, of my timeline, my block button works great. And I don't have to hear none of that stuff, right? But when I'm talking, it's in front of a microphone and I have a satellite dish and it goes to a whole city. And now it goes to a bunch of cities around a whole country the third largest country on earth. This is, so there's a responsibility that comes with that. And maybe there's just a difference of opinion, you know, but my opinion goes further and other people, I have to account for the fact that they, as he mentioned, cannot know what a separate reality is like. Right. Um, and so, I believe that he approached this with kindness, even if he hadn't. I, I realize there's an opportunity here to talk to a human being. Okay, if I if I change the impression for one human <clears throat> being or you know scores of human beings with this microphone, then this is the path that I'm on, and that's my objective, right? But I didn't feel that he was being unkind. If he was, I wouldn't have answered in kind. Um, but he wasn't being unkind. So there's no way that I would even conceive of being unkind. I wouldn't ignore it because it, it was, there, there's some dignity here. He stands on a, an, an opinion that I do not believe to be true, a, a series of them, right? But he is a valid person with a valid path through life. It's different from mine. And my job as a human and as a person with this platform is to share with him. And hopefully we can find some common ground. Uh, and obviously I would think he would end up more on my side of things, but his perspective is necessary for me. I need to know this because I need to know who I'm talking to potentially, because mm -hmm. there's, uh, there's more opportunity here than talking with people that agree with me 100%. So my response, Philip, I want to start by saying that I truly appreciate your feedback. That's capital, truly. I truly appreciate your feedback, my brother. I'm not perfect, and I doubt I'll ever get there. But it seems as though I have an opportunity to share my thoughts, and so I try to be as responsible as I know how. I never expected to do political commentary, since my background has always been in hip-hop broadcasting. But here I am learning as I go. With that said, feedback like this is very important for me. I'm not sure what your beliefs are, but assuming that you are a Trump-supporting conservative, if so, you are still my brother, and I want what's best for you, too. 
I try not to be unfair, and I often acknowledge my bias. But the spirit in which I do my show is oriented around forging a path forward based in fellowship, empathy, and understanding. I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. I learned many years before he decided to run for the presidency about some of the racist things said and done by him and his father in New York City. Afterwards, the way he engaged Barack Obama further left a bad impression since he insisted that he was an illegitimate president who was foreign born. The receipts for Donald Trump go on forever from the P word grabbing to the S whole countries, to the way he emboldened the ugliest parts of America, to everything about his proposed monument to racism, his border wall. The man could have all the best numbers in history, but he made many folks who don't look like him feel very unsafe for a very long time. Having to carry that feeling for four years was a weight that I wouldn't wish on anyone. With that said, numbers are all in how you look at them. Was Donald Trump specifically to blame for black unemployment rates? My view is that many on the right say so, but many others point to other factors. Unfortunately, I don't believe that Donald Trump had anyone but himself in mind as he enacted many of his policies. There are lots of shows who celebrate the man, but I could never in good conscience give him even the benefit of the doubt. As far as the insurrection, it is defined as a violent uprising against the government. A riot is a violent disturbance of the peace by a crowd. In my belief, the events of January 6th qualified as both. After seeing the January 6th hearings, I have no doubt that the events happened as a direct result of Donald Trump's instructions, coaxing, and influence. The January 6th committee has made this point for the American people, and this comes from a much higher level than my show. As a result, I believe this is simply a matter of fact. I have not slanted or hidden the truth. It is public record. As far as the negativity that you hear on my BIN show, I will say that negativity is part and parcel to Black life in America. There is a shared trauma that I try to process by discussing it and hoping that a path forward will, it, will reveal itself in conversations with informed and empowered people. Thanks again, Dr. Westenberg, for being here. <laughs> but to pretend that every facet of Black life is positive would be to mislead my audience. We've established that it is not my attempt to do that. Furthermore, I don't think it would resonate and it would seem inauthentic. Beyond that, your words are kind and thoughtful. Yes, I am very fortunate, but many folks who look like me are not so fortunate. This is why I'm so committed to being responsible with this opportunity and platform. Again, I appreciate your message and your advice. I have considered bringing on some conservative voices as it brings some balance to the conversation. But so far, it's been a matter of deciding if people need more bickering or if people need to be informed in a way that creates a bit more empathy and provides some instructional framework so that our tomorrows might be a bit better than our todays. I don't have all of the right answers, but for you to even listen to these shows means a lot to me. Almost every conservative that I know only gets their news from Fox News or else from newer, less reputable and further right-leaning sources. Again, you taking the time to listen matters. I want a better world for you too. 
Maybe these aren't the things that I can move on. But now I know there is a listener out there who is monitoring how fair things sound. Perhaps that will impact the tone of the shows for the better. I appreciate a long letter. I would appreciate more letters from you. I will continue to do my best, Philip. In solidarity, Ramses. So, it's important to say that because I recognize that a lot of people, maybe not a lot, but there are some people out there who might feel the way that Philip feels. And Philip articulated it in a way and sent it over, which meant that he took time out of his day to share some thoughts with us. That's not nothing. Tens of millions of people qualify as a lot. You can say that. You don't, gotta, you don't have to soften it. <laughs> 50, 60 million people feel that way. Sure. But, you know, to feel that way about our show and to share it with us, you know what I mean? Um, again, there's not oftentimes enough in the way of content with responses like this for us to formulate a response that is as significant as this one. But I think that in this moment, what I would like to do is reaffirm our commitment to broadcasting the balance and defending the discourse. We make a black show that is approachable by non-black people. We want to create better allies. We want to, this, this show is on in many hip hop stations in many cities around this country. And all of those hip hop stations have a majority non-black listenership. We learned from the protests in 2020 that there are people who don't look like us who want to support us. Radical love for justice means by any means with love. Um, and I know that a lot of this stuff sounds super, you know, Ramses is tripping. He uses like rainbows and unicorns and that sort of stuff. And I am, that's me. What are you going to do? Right. I, I, I'm, I'm grown and I've accomplished everything I need to accomplish. So I can just be me now. So yeah, rainbows and unicorns, that's the direction we're going in. If anybody wants to go with me, that's where I'm headed. Right. Um, and I'm taking Philip with me, man. You know, he's, that's a bold move. I, I just, I think it's a bold move and it deserves, it deserves its time in the sun. And if you feel the same way as Philip, I hope that I've given you something. If you know people in your life that feel the way that Philip feels, hopefully I've given you something here. I know that you have a couple more things that you wanted to contribute. I mean, not really. There's a, you spoke that we need that perspective. But I don't think that perspective is nuanced. You didn't give us something kind and thoughtful and not mean and angry. I'll give him that, but not nuanced. That's, that's kind of the opposite of what we do. You know, he said what Clay and Buck he was listening to. Mm -hmm. So you listen to Limbaugh, <laughs> Clay and Buck, and Civic Cipher. Some people, they look for that balance. Yeah, yeah, if you're looking for balance, sure. But to come to listen to us, to tell us to be more like them, you know, thanks for being nice, right? But... You know how we should just appreciate that Listen, we're able to live and work in the good old U.S. of A. I, I know. And you like, know what you know what I mean? Like I, you were polite, you were respectful, Philip, I, and we'll get that back to you. I, I there, there, it, it wasn't necessary to rip apart everything that he said. And, you know, there's 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 so much in that letter 
that re- deserves to be unpacked. And obviously I wrote a much longer response, but you know, that's where we ended. And hopefully we just leave everyone with an appreciation for those who want to learn from us. Unfortunately, it's time to move on. So let's, let's get into the uh, way black history fact. Um, this is a, a producer's note from Maggie, AKA Maggie B. Known. Uh, school's out, I'm getting ready for the summer. When it comes to each one teaching one, seeing a new place, space, and meeting new people helps us to better understand one another and continue to build for the greater good, emphasizing our interconnectedness and abilities to flourish in brother and sisterhood, love, and community. Now, today's Way Black History Fact comes from Town & Country Magazine. Uh, the title is Meet the Original Black Travel Influencer. Starting in the 1950s, Jet Magazine's longtime society editor, editor Jerry Major, wrote dispatches from glamorous locales around the globe. Her not-so-secret plan, get her African-American readers to come join the fun. Preparing for an international trip was a familiar routine for Jerry Major. She had crisscrossed the Atlantic so many times that her friends and colleagues had taken to calling her Jerry Go Round. But on one particular spring day in 1953, she was especially in her element. She wore a long, she wore a long sleeve black dress, white gloves, and on-trend black pillbox, pillbox hat as she strode to gate nine at New York's International Airport. Major was headed to London to cover the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II for Jet Magazine, where she worked as the society editor. The agent handed her a ticket, and at that moment, one of Major's companions snapped a picture. That image, which ran a few weeks later in Jet, would become a kind of calling card for Major on her future adventurous adventures and a beacon to growing, a beacon to a growing fan base of similarly intrepid African American travelers for whom Major had become an inspiration. The coronation was a plum assignment for journalists lucky enough to receive press credentials from the British government. Back then as now, the world was obsessed with royal news, but for Major, it was an opportunity to focus on black travelers who attended the event. Quote, there were 20 West African chiefs and tribal officials watching the ceremonies, end quote. She recalled in her book, Black Society. A Benin prince and his companion from the Gold Coast stopped London traffic in their eye-catching native dress with umbrellas that later created a truly international atmosphere at the Queen's garden party. Major would pay special attention to the comings and goings of prominent African-Americans. Quote, two members of Harlem's smart Bridgettes, Ida May King and Alberta Osborne arrived in London via the SS Verdum for the coronation weekend and a tour of France and Italy, end quote. Along with their itineraries, she described their social calendars. Dr. Gertrude Curtis Thompson of Los Angeles came in from Paris the day after the coronation. She said she hates crowds. Her hostess was Adele Hall, who was appearing at the Seville Theater in Love from Judy. The doctor was loaded down with fine leather goods, which she had picked up in Italy. African-Americans began traveling internationally in earnest after World War II. Some inspired by descriptions from returning GIs of less segregated conditions in European capitals. But there were other motivations, including the combination of a constant fear of racial aggression at home, which pushed African-Americans across national borders and the pull of European nations that were actively encouraging black travelers to visit, believing that the tourism revenue would help rebuild their war ravaged cities. 
Quote, for the small select group that did not have the means to indulge in leisure, the international space was most appealing because it was the only place where they felt they could truly be a leisured body. End quote. Said Rutgers, Rutgers University history professor Tiffany M. Gill in a recent conversation. Quote, it started with a wave of black women in their 30s who could use their occupations to permit travel. End quote. Dancers like Josephine Baker and Ada Bricktop Smith and visual artists such as Augusta Savage used their arts as a means to see the world. Others like Juanita Harrison found alternative ways to make it happen. She started traveling abroad when she was 13, hiring herself as a maid and doing other odd jobs to cover her expenses. She chronicled her expenses in a 1936 memoir, My Great Wide Beautiful World. Major took most of her early trips by herself, which presented its own sort of challenges. As a woman of fair complexion, she could pass for Latin American or South Asian. Black Americans often use the veil of passing to guard their safety and to increase their mobility. Steamships were Major's primary mode of transport during those first adventures, and two factors in Black women's ability to travel on them were the types of ship in which country's laws govern the ship's company. Quote, they had these very arbitrary segregation laws, end quote, Gill said. Quote, it created a great deal of uncertainty around whether you would even be able to purchase a ticket and gain passage, end quote. It was also uncertain how you'd be treated on board. Quote, a lot of this had to do with who was on board, if the white folks would complain about black people being there, end quote. Major did not often address these disparities in her writing. Quote, I think that was part of her mystique, end quote. Gill said her goal was to show that it was possible for black women to travel. Now, um, I want to just add this, that uh, our producer is a big fan of traveling. And uh, so this obviously is very meaningful um, for personal reasons, but also um, we have to begin to understand sort of the origins of black women in media and black women's mobility in this country. And so not only does this work as far as travel is concerned, but it also works as, as far as um, sort of the origins and the, and the first movers and the people who've really kind of paved the way for a lot of what we see in today's society. Um, so I'm grateful that we had a chance to share this story today. Um, and of course, I'm grateful to you, Dr. Westenberg, for coming up and hanging out with us. Um, I, I, I feel like you might want to get something else off before you get out of here. We got about a minute left, so now's the time. No, I, 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 I just thought uh, your letter and your two perspectives was very interesting. Um, I suppose, Ramses, in many ways, I, I, I do believe in unicorn too. I, I go through life uh, every day doing little acts unnecessarily where I think I might uh, change the way a person perceives not just me, but people in general. And I think that's just a little investment in, in, the, in the process. There, there, there were several things, though, that I thought was interesting. I love that you clarified the difference between insurrection and a riot. Sure. That thought that was very crucial. But you all make 
a, a wonderful duo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> make a wonderful duo, and you need both of those well, to make we'll, it happen. We'll we'll take it. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of uh, being a wonderful duo, duo. Uh, once again, uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. I go by the name Q Ward. Um, and that's it for us today. So be sure to hit the website, download this and any previous episodes. Um, if you have any questions, any topics, or you know, you can do like Phil and write us a letter. Um, we do read that stuff. Uh, it does matter. Um, this is all of our show, and uh, we're doing our best with it. So your feedback obviously helps. Um, please make sure to uh, donate if you can. Um, uh, Maggie wanted us to put our cash app in here so it's at Civic Cipher but it's also on the website so there it's really easy um, also make sure to follow us on all social media we are at Civic Cipher once again and just want to say thank you to everyone that's kind of riding this wave with us this is amazing this is wonderful and hopefully we're doing right by you so until next week y'all peace Stepping the borders with press passes, we bring it to you as it happens. The streets love my crew for music and rapping. Street commander slash beat expander, here to fight the slander with the proper propaganda. What's happening? You got a question, then ask it. The news is just a TV show, get past it. And this from a quiet wartime journalist headlines. Wake up, refuse, and resist. Like this, like this, like this, like this, this show. We kick finance, action, and scores of sports. Politics, new fashion, and war reports. Entertainment, when we come to perform, watch. And the illness where the man in the biz on storm, watch. Triclops Media, record tape, TV, net radio, CD, or DVD.